igniting, inspiring. It's it's all about failing over and over and over again, throwing out a lot of really bad ideas and writing down a lot of really like mediocre content, but then eventually you hit that nice little nugget of of brilliance in the middle of all of it. So it it's really just a thing of dedication, repetition and and just got to just keep at it. That's what writing is for me. Just turn on with me and you're not alone. Let's turn on and be not alone. Give me your hands, cause you're wonderful. The What's Your Inspiration Podcast with Fox Fire. Welcome to episode 51 of the What's Your Inspiration Podcast. I'm Fox. Fun fact. Did you know the phrase, a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none, is in fact a misquote? The line, in full, actually goes, a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. And here today, I have someone who has allowed that philosophy to guide his pursuits, building his brand through the constant study of various subjects, from writing to marketing to music, which brought him here today. Ladies and gentlemen, Tomas Russo. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Today, as always, a very special guest. He is a drack of all trades, a master of none, but he reminds you that this is oftentimes better than being a jack of just one thing. He is Tomas Russo. Tomas, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great, Fox. I'm doing great. Uh, Life is crazy right now, but it is with the, the COVID-19. Yeah, uh, but it's interesting, pandemic. you know? It's, it's, <laughs> it's given me a lot of time to work on the stuff I want to work on. Let's just put it that way. That's the plus side. Yeah, that's the, that's the, the silver lining, the plus side, the bright side um, for, for, for me too as well. You know, as a school teacher, there we have remote learning, um, and there's a lot of good that's come, that's come out of that. I think uh, as a teacher myself, you expand your repertoire because you have to. Um, yeah. And just like you said, more time to, or uh, in a way to be, be creative, um, write, read, compose as it is. So that's outstanding. I think Tomas and I would be remiss if we didn't um, encourage you all like we do practice the high five. Um, oh yeah. So that's the, that's, I think, simply put uh, the way we can, we can squash this thing, not only here, but around the world. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Amen to that. So Tomas and I met uh, months ago at at a place called Boxwood Coffee in Summit, New Jersey, where I go once a month, the final Friday of the month, to to test out some new material that I've I've been been writing. And uh, Tomas, to me, has just used that to to show off his pipes. Um, He is an (laughs) unbelievable acapella singer, among many things, and and hopefully, if he agrees to it, he will give us a taste of that later in the episode. Yes? Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. I'm I'm all warmed up and everything. It's great. Yes, you are. You're you're fully equipped um, with a great sound system and a glass of orange juice. Oh, yeah. The essentials. essentials. There it is. There it is. So, um, I introduced you in, in the way that saying this you, you you use writing marketing and music and you 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 put it together in this concoction so i wanted to get your your viewpoints on all three of those things to start off so are you ready 
Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, Go for it. Oh, after you. Uh, questions are good for a guide. True. I, I'm, I'm talking too much, but I'm going to let you do the talking. Oh, no, right not at this. all. Uh, uh, Ernest Hemingway, to quote him, writing is easy. All you have to do is, is sit at a typewriter and bleed. Now, if, if, you're, if we were quoting you, Tomas, writing is what? Writing is hours spent throwing stuff against the wall until something sticks. Um, it's one of those things that you really have to just do it a little bit every day to really get good at it and to really get something good. Like I hear from so many other writers that it's, it's all about failing over and over and over again, throwing out a lot of really bad ideas and writing down a lot of really like mediocre content. But then eventually you hit that nice little nugget of, of brilliance in the middle of all of it. So it, it's really just a thing of dedication, repetition, and, and just got to just keep at it. That's what writing is for me, I think. The old DR method, not the Dominican Republic, but uh, dedication and repetition. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I concur. I mean, you, you, you have to sift, sift through some things. And um, there's, a, there's a, phrase, a phrase down in Nashville, you know, music-wise, dare to suck. Yeah. Dare to suck because it's, it's, it's going to happen to everybody. But you are a talented writer. I have not seen any of your writing, but I, just your delivery uh, lets me know that, that uh, your writing is well above par. Well, right. you. So you're, that's your view on writing. Now, what about, what about marketing, Tomas? Okay, here's a quote from Bill Veck, a popular former baseball executive. Okay, he writes, quote, what can I do that is so spectacular that no one is able to say they have seen it before? Marketing mm -hmm. to you. Marketing is what? Um, I hope I'm not jumping the gun with this, but but you asked me in the pre-interview questions about a book I'm currently reading. I'm currently working through Chip and Dan Heath wrote this excellent book called Made to Stick. And it's about what makes an idea sticky, quotations as it were, uh, like what makes it stick in your mind and stay with you. And I think marketing for me is taking like the really big and intriguing ideas and finding the simplest way to convey them because people don't have time for, and I'm so guilty of this tangent after tangent after tangent. People don't necessarily have time to listen through a lot of complex and very nuanced and high thought. So I think marketing is, is taking a brilliant idea, a very complex idea, and then chiseling it down to its simplest pieces to make it, universally digestible uh to the general masses because like you know you could be a, you could be a great writer a great singer a great anything but if you don't know how to appeal to people in a simple way you know you're not going to get all that much exposure um agreed what's the name of the book again the title made, of the book? made to stick it's made by chip and dan heath chip and dan heath have, have you read the the book the perennial seller ryan holiday I've not. I've not. Similar. Sim very, very similar ways we um, 
that we can make something that will appeal to a lot of people for a long, long time. And it, it speaks to a lot of what you're speaking about. How do we make something that's meaningful and understandable and that it sticks as well? Um, yeah, just, like, like you, I'm, I'm guilty of, of meaningless discourse <laughs> for sure, for sure, right. over and over and over again. Outstanding. Um, now, third, music. Okay. To quote Friedrich Nietzsche, is how you pronounce his last name, I believe, without music, life would be a mistake. Now, for you, without music, dot, dot, dot. Without music, I'd probably go insane. <laughs> since I was even more so than I already am. Um, <laughs> since I was a little kid, since I was a little kid, music was always like my center. It was like my home to return to, especially now um, coming into adulthood. I'm working a really crappy job that I don't necessarily love, but while I'm there and while I'm doing the monotonous mundane tasks, I'm like humming to myself. And that's what I've always done. When things are bad, I, I sing to myself. When, when, I, when I was going through a lot of big moments in my life, I would walk you know, down the street and I'd, I'd be singing the whole way. Music, um, it's not only something I enjoy doing, it really is like a lifeblood for me and very much a, a meditation, meditative uh, art form. Literally is the background of your life, right? Yeah, I've been doing it since I could speak. I wish I could say that, <laughs> but um, that is not that is not the case. But yeah, it's literally for you, and I'm, I've known you for, for a little while now. It's it's the background. It's a it's a very needed crutch, and um, I can see you totally agree with Nietzsche's quote. Oh life, yeah, life would be a uh, would be a would be a mistake without music. Now, we're going to dig into to your musical tastes here as we go into a section called What, Which, and Where. So, Tomas, I'm going to read you a quote from someone, and you tell us from where it came. Go through your mental Rolodex. Are you ready? I'm ready. I, I'm not probably going to, like, ah. <laughs> you, you seem surprised, but you are a performer, and I trust you perform well, uh, as we all do. So, here we go. Quote number one, I know very little about acting. I am just a very gifted faker. Who said it? Sounds like an American. If anyone said that, that was going to be an American. For sure, it is. Uh, what American actor? Gosh, there's so few to choose from. Really. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. Joe Pesci? No, not him. It's not Joe Pesci, although that's a very good good guess. You, you got a hint? <laughs> sure. He was in a movie that, that I quote, which I don't want to say it's obscure, but with Mel Gibson in the late 80s, before you were born, uh, called Air America. It's a pretty obscure reference, but if I gave, if I gave you the other movies, you'd know it right away. I don't want to do that right now. Oh, gosh. I'm just a very good faker. I feel like I've heard this one, too. He's, he's very, very talented. He, um, he's also a musician and a great singer. Um, I'll, I'll give you another hint. Is this Joaquin Phoenix? It is not. No. It's not Joaquin Phoenix. Um, but it, it is someone who uh, sang the song Driven to Tears at Sting's 60th birthday party, and he nailed it. Um, the, the, the police song Driven to, T to Tears. 
Um, that was one of my recent, most recent, um, well, I've never seen him, but I saw him virtually through that, just going through YouTube a few weeks back. Amazing. Talented man. Talented man. Not Joe Pesci, not Hawking Phoenix. No. Oh, you got me, Fox. You got me. Trivia has never been my strong suit. That's okay. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, mm -hmm. there it is. He's not an actor. He's just, what he's saying, a very, a very gifted good faker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is a gifted faker. Um, but if you get a chance to, 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 to view that on YouTube, Driven to Tears, Robert Downey Jr., you, um, I'm amazed. The, the dude is supremely talented, but as we know, not with a lot of, uh, without a lot of hard work, but a lot of humility in that quote there, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, not so much humility in this quote though. <laughs> I, it goes like this. I'm an instant star. Just add water and stir. Yeah, I, <laughs> he's a big influence. I, a big influence on you, from what I know about you, a big influence. Not the biggest, but a big influence on you. Um, Paul. Again, the quote is: "I'm an instant star. Just add water and stir." Oh gosh, <laughs> big influence. Well, you know me as doing a lot of like Paul McCartney stuff, so I'm going to take a. A little jab. Not Sir that. Paul, but no, it's I didn't close. think it would be. It's second to, to Sir Paul. John Lennon. Third. <laughs> Ringo. Uh, not a beetle. Not a beetle. Not uh, a beetle. Fred. Again, trivia. I would. I would never succeed at like Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. <laughs> you. You are indeed under pressure. It is David Bowie. It's David Bowie. Oh, that makes it always makes sense when you hear it too. You know, you can, like, just picture, you can just picture him saying that. Right, right. I could picture Robert Downey Jr. saying the first thing too. It makes sense once the answer's there. But I can picture David Bowie saying that with a glass of cognac in his hand. <laughs> that sounds about right. God. And like his awesome hair. Oh, unbelievable hair! How did you do that for all those years? I don't know, but. What a guy. You do know. You got great flow. What are you talking about? Oh, well, thank you. I mean, you got, big, you <laughs> I got big league moss. I woke up like this. <laughs> and that's all you had to do. <laughs> rolled out of bed. I got big league moss. All I needed was to roll out of bed twice. Yeah. Roll over twice and I'm good to go. Good oh, for you. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next quote goes like this. Dot, dot, dot. There are only four people who know what the Beatles were about anyway. I actually just read that one. That one I know is Sir Paul. He's indeed Sir yeah. Paul. Yeah. He's a, a huge influence on your, your, your musical career as it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Paul. He's great. Sir Paul. He's great. You're a great acapella singer. And I mean, I, that's, I don't use that term lightly. Great acapella singer. Um, great artiste. First Beatles song you learned to sing. You know, actually, it's it's the first Beatles song that I probably have a deep connection with. And so when I was really starting to get into them, the first one that I kind of dug into was definitely um, All My Lovin'. Uh, my mom used to sing that to me as a lullaby because she would go on business trips a lot for work mm. back when I was a little kid. So 
I would be, you know, in bed and she would sing me All My Lovin' as a Lullaby by the Beatles. And uh, the song has a very special place in my heart. And when I really started to get into them, it was definitely one of the pieces that I was uh, delving into quite a bit. And you've expanded your, your, your palate ever since, yes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've gotten into that. That's, that's very tame for the Beatles. I've gotten into a lot of their more explorative stuff. That's the stuff that I love. But that, that one has a very special place for me. This may be a ridiculous question because I, I, I know you a little bit. And um, I, I've seen you perform and sing an acapella version of Bohemian Rhapsody, which is beyond me. Um, I can't believe it. Imagine people going into a, a, just a little coffee shop on a Friday night and uh, someone belts out, I mean belts out Bohemian Rhapsody like, like it's his job, uh, like he's just eating cereal in the morning, like he's brushing his teeth, riding a bike. Um, and, and I've seen Tomas do this on a number of occasions. So it may be a dumb question, but I'm going to ask this. What um, has been, over time, your hardest song to sing? Maybe one of your songs or a cover? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, I actually don't have a whole lot of original material yet. I definitely want to get into working on that. But right now, it's mainly been covers. And the hardest ones to sing has probably been... I have it on the tip of my tongue. It is most definitely, oh my God. So you know the song Band on the Run? Yes. That one is completely a hit or miss depending on the day. Because some days I can just soar with the the notes at full voice and other days I'm like, (laughs) Um, so honestly that one, because it's, it's, it's right on a voc- a vocalist has like a break in their voice and where he goes in that song is literally right on my break, but still. So like um, doing it in like my head voice is very shaky and doing it in full voice can either go really well or horribly wrong. So that's definitely probably the hardest one I've worked on. So sometimes the spaghetti sticks and sometimes it does not. Yep, yep. You throw it against the wall and sometimes it's like, woo, or sometimes it's like, mm. so. Just your willingness to try a lot of those songs is, is, is amazing, amazing to me. Amazing. I mean, I would uh, encourage you to continually uh, um, do that because I look forward to it when I, when I see you perform. And I trust that, that as time goes on, people more and more are going to look for you uh, um, to do that. So well, thank you, folks. Um, yes. And hopefully right now we're going to get a taste of, of his talents, would you like to um, acapella? Oh yeah, uh, oh a, a yeah, song or two. I have I have two prepared, um, and they actually they both both artists came up in our uh, little interview sesh today. So, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so uh, I'll do the first one and I'll do the second one. They're both kind of snipped down, just so not to take up too much time. But I I, I got the highlights of them, so. Uh, uh, should I just go? <laughs> well, it, it, it introduce the song. All right, all right. First one about is, it. uh, it's all yours. David Bowie, um, Rock and Roll Suicide is, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever used Tinder, but uh, for all, all of my generation out there who are wandering on the Tinders, you know that 
they have like the Spotify section where you can put down like my anthem from your Spotify. And uh, the one that's there for me is definitely rock and roll suicide. Cause uh, life, life ain't always easy. Like it, it's, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster of a ride, but that song since I've learned it has always very much connected with me and helped me stay strong, even when things get kind of rough. So David Bowie, suicide, here I go. Time takes a cigarette and puts it in your mouth. You pull on your finger, then another finger, then your cigarette. The wall-to-walls crawling, it lingers, then you forget. Oh, no, 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 you're a rock and roll suicide. Chef breaks a snarling as you stumble across the road. But the day breaks instead, so you hurry home. Don't let the sun blast your shadow. Don't let the milk float ride your mind. You're so natural, religiously unkind. Oh no, love, you're not alone. You're watching yourself, but you're too unfair. You've got your head all tangled up. But if I could only make you care, oh no, love, you're not alone. No matter what or who you've been, no matter when or where you've seen, all the nights seem to lacerate your brain. I've had my share, I'll help you with the pain. You're not alone. Just turn on with me, and you're not alone. Let's turn on and be not alone. Give me your hands, cause you're wonderful. Thank you. That's, yeah. <laughs> it gets uh, interesting without having the instruments there. But I'll let you take a breath, man. Episode 51 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast here with Tomas Russo, his version of Rock and Roll Suicide. Tomas, take a breather. Take a drink. If, yeah. if you're up for it, we'll, we'll, we'll do another song. Just reflecting on Tomas's life in, in writing, in marketing, and music. And there you heard the talents. Um, he has inspired a lot with his voice um, and his very few short years on this earth and he is destined to uh, inspire many more um, influences as we've heard david bowie uh, the beatles themselves and we haven't mentioned him directly but uh, freddie mercury and, and the band queen as well as as i know it so um tomas rock and roll suicide if you could just describe that song in one word what would it be hope um but just such like a typical word, but yeah, hope. 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 Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah and we, we need that in this time. I think that's a very appropriate song as the, the, the entire world 
um, right now is, is, is being ravaged by this, this, this pandemic, COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Tomas, thank you for that. And if you're up for it, you can give us another one. Yeah, here I go. Uh, this one's Paul McCartney. Uh, I love Paul McCartney. He's great. He's personally my favorite Beatle. I know most people love John, but uh, I just think he's such a, he's such a realistic guy. Like he has big ideas, but he, he has them in the world where we exist and he tries to do everything he can without going too, too high and mighty and, and idealistic. He keeps it real, you know? He I've sure already, does. I mean, you, you feel like he's, he is, to me, I mean, a very approachable guy. He just looks like you could sit down with him um, and, and, and talk about anything and everything. And you, you, if you didn't know, you, you wouldn't know that, um, how world-renowned he really is. And, and I think for all the right reasons, for all the right reasons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, he just seems like a good old dude to me, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, you will do him justice. This well, next number. Thank you. Yeah, this next one's going to be. Uh, it's going to be. Maybe I'm amazed. I haven't done this boxwood yet, but I, I'm excited to when I finally do. An exclusive. Yeah, it's an exclusive. First time, everyone. Here we go. <clears throat> maybe I'm amazed at the way you love me all the time. Maybe I'm afraid of the way I love you. <clears throat> Maybe I'm amazed at the way you pulled me out of time. You hung me on a line. Maybe I'm amazed at the way I really need you. Maybe I'm a man. Maybe I'm a lonely man who's in the middle of something that he doesn't really understand. Maybe I'm a man. Maybe you're the only woman who could ever help me. Baby, won't you help me to understand? Take the roof off this place. Both roofs. (laughs) you kidding me? Uh, Thank you. Once again, episode 51, What's Your Inspiration Podcast with Tomas Russo. Maybe I'm amazed. Paul McCartney for us. Tomas, thank you so much for, for, for both of those. And as we wrap up here, I wanted to ask you this. Um, we know all heroes don't wear a cape. But if you had a chance, okay, to take a one-hour car ride with one of the following three people, who would it be and why? Would it be Sir Paul McCartney? Would it be Freddie Mercury? Or would it be Robert Downey Jr.? Honestly, probably Robert Downey Jr. Um, simply because I know that he, he his story is a very complex one. And he's really been through the ring. Not to say that Freddie and Paul's aren't but I know RDJ was definitely went through the ringer in his own kind of way and has really made such a turnaround and just has such a, uh, an ease about life now and such a, a quiet wisdom without really flaunting it. He just kind of is. And, and he made it to there 
from being at what I understand was a very low place. And I, I would just love to know what that journey was like. Also, it just seems like pretty freaking cool. And like, I'd be able to be like, yo, I'm in a car with Robert Downey Jr. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. He's, you know, yeah. There's, there's, there's not a man out there that hasn't been through something. He's, he's been through quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. and uh, but, but done that to really inspire us all, including the two people that you're hearing on this podcast right now. So, good for oh, you, yeah. us. Um, I, I like your choice. Thank you, thank you for everything. Before we go, a couple of things. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah. So, um, I actually. I have a an Instagram page, which is probably my primary source of uh, marketing right now. Uh, marketing, there it is. Uh, Tomas R two five five. So that's my name, T O M A S R, and then two fifty five. Um, go ahead. What's the significance of the two fifty five? Honest to God, the funny funniest story. The well, the the most ironic thing, literally, I used to play a a lot of Xbox. I've I've switched over to PS4, and literally, I just like on the end of my username, I just put two five five like randomly, just a random three numbers, and it just kind of stuck. Now I use it on everything. I use it on my email. I use it on my Instagram page. There's literally no significance, but it is it is a constant theme. I'm eventually probably going to have to make the story for <laughs> some significance so I don't keep having to be like, oh, you know, video games. <laughs> and being a sauce that you could put on your spaghetti or something. I don't know. Yeah, right? There you go. Just just thought I asked that. And and the, the final maybe question or advice um, – not literally, but figuratively, empty your pockets. What advice do you have for our listeners moving forward? <sighs> wow, that's a heavy one. Jeez. It's I loaded think... because, of, because of where we are in the world right now. Yeah. I'm going to ask you that question and see where you went with it. So it's all I yours. The most important two things are to, one, keep some routine um it doesn't necessarily have to be like a boring drab routine but i have found for myself at least that having a routine and filling that routine up with things that i love keeps my head above water and keeps me always pressing forward in the best ways um i just find i'm at my best when i'm living in a satisfying and fulfilling routine day to day And then the second one is just, and I've believed this since I was a kid and it's only gotten stronger within me as I've aged, live free, you know, live. It's like, it's that old, um, oh gosh, who was it? Patrick Henry? That old. May have been, may have been, I I don't know, but it's, 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 it's poignant. Something history, live free or die. It's, it's, I. And it's not always easy and not everyone has the immediate ability, but if you're going to work towards any one thing in this life, work towards having the freedom to choose what you do with yourself and your time and your energy. 
That's a great stamp to end, end the episode. Tomas, thank you so much. This has been, been as I always, and I always say this, but I really mean it. It, it, it has been a, been a blast to go through your life in the way that we did. So thank you very much. Likewise, Fox. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. This will wrap up episode 51 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Tomas and I will talk with you all later. Take good care. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have.